Hi. Today we are going to talk about NMR spectroscopy. The basis of NMR spectroscopy lies in the source of energy in NMR that is radio waves. Radiation in the radio frequency region of the electromagnetic spectrum, the so-called RF radiations have very long wavelengths. So its corresponding frequency and energies are both low. When these low energy radio waves interact with an organic molecule, they can change the nuclear spins of some elements such as proton and carbon 13 isotopes. When a charged particle such as a proton spins on its axis, it creates a magnetic field. For the purpose of this discussion, therefore, a nucleus is a tiny bar magnet. Normally these nuclear magnets are randomly oriented in space but in the presence of an external magnetic field they are oriented with or against this applied field more nuclei are oriented with the same applied field because this arrangement is lower in energy but the energy difference between these two states is very small it's that small that it is lesser than 0.4 joules per mole In a magnetic field there are now two different states or energy states for a proton a lower energy state with the nucleus aligned in the same direction as the applied magnetic field and the higher energy state with the nucleus aligned opposed to the applied magnetic field when an external energy source that is h nu matches the energy difference that is delta e between these two states is applied energy is absorbed causing the nucleus to to flip that is spin flip from one orientation to the other the energy differences between these two nuclear spin states corresponds to the low frequency radiations in the rf region of the electromagnetic spectrum when the nucleus is in resonance it absorbs rf radiation and causes the flipping which results in the success of the nmr spectroscopy nuclear magnetic resonance spectroscopy gives the information on the environment in which the nuclei of atoms are found in molecules and compounds it is possible to derive an enormous amount of information from a single spectrum and in many cases this will facilitate the determination of the structure of a molecule indeed the nmr spectrum of a compound is frequently the first spectral information to be consulted the theory behind the technique is rather more complex than for mass spectrometry and infrared spectroscopy but the interpretation of the spectra is probably no more difficult if not easier once a little familiarity has been gained talking about the theory a nucleus possessing a spin in the presence of an external magnetic field can align itself either with the external field or against it It is found that many nuclei spin about an axis because the nuclei are positively charged the spin is associated with the circulation of electric charge circulating charges give rise to magnetic field so the nuclei with spin also have a magnetic moment just like the magnet of a compass needle when put in an external magnetic field the nuclei tend to turn to a preferred orientation other less Uh, favored orientation have higher energy uh, 
The nuclei obey quantum laws and for some nuclei said to have spin quantum number of a half only two orientations can be adopted. They are the most favored and the least favored orientations. Exchange of energy between the nuclear spin and the thermal motion of the molecules containing them distribute the spins between the two energy levels in such a way that there are more nuclei in the lower than the upper levels. Transitions between the two energy levels can occur if radiation of the correct frequency is absorbed. The spin up lower energy state will have a higher population as per the ratio as n upper upon n lower that is equal to the Boltzmann constant and your energy differences in joules taking it to the power of e to the minus delta e upon k into t where k stands for the Boltzmann constant and the k that is at a particular temperature in Kelvin. n stands for the number of nuclei at each energy level. Because delta is extremely small, the difference in populations will also be extremely small. For hydrogen nuclei, it is approximately 1 in 10 to the power 5 for a delta E of 6 into 10 to the power minus 24 joules in a 2.35 tesla external field. Transition from the lower to the upper state is possible by absorption of radiation of a correct frequency. The radiation absorbed is in the radio frequency region of the electromagnetic spectrum. For a 2.35 tesla magnetic field, the radiation is typically in the range of 5 to 100 megahertz and its precise frequency can be calculated using the formula. The formula involves the gyromagnetic ratio that is gamma, which is we calculate the precise frequency as gamma multiplied by the magnetic field strength this entire factor divided by 2 pi. The constant or the proportionality, which is the gyromagnetic ratio, this ratio of the magnetic moment to the angular or the gyric moment differs according to the type of nucleus considered and which is effectively a measure of the magnetic strength of the nucleus. The units to calculate the uh, gyromagnetic ratio is in radian, that is tesla inverse, second inverse. The strength of the applied magnetic field is in Tesla. Let us remember one thing that 1 Tesla is equal to 10 to the power 4 Gauss. The energy difference between the spin states is very small. The nuclei with a spin can, can be made to resonate between the spin states if a large uh, enough external magnetic field is applied to ensure a significant difference between the energy states and radiation of the correct frequency is applied. So far, we have assumed that there are only two spin states possible. This is true only in case of the nuclei with the spins of half. That is, nuclei whose spin states can be either plus half or minus half. These include proton, carbon-13, F-19 and phosphorus-31. However, other spin states do exist. Like, say for example, for lithium with uh, the isotope that is lithium-6, which can have spin state of plus 1, 0 or minus 1. Similarly, for sodium-23, which can have spin state of plus 3 by 2, plus half, minus half, or minus 3 by 2. They have these further energy levels available between which transitions can occur. However, proton enema is most widely used. The spin 
that is the nuclear spin, the symbol is written as capital I. And for I equal to 1, three energy levels are available. For example, for nitrogen, 14. And for the nuclei with I equal to 3 by 2, four energy levels are possible. Say, for example, S33. Similarly, for spin I, two I plus one energy levels are available. Nuclear with no spins, that is I is equal to zero. The examples are uh, helium four, carbon 12, oxygen 16. They are inactive because only one energy level is available. When the frequency of the radiation supplied corresponds to the energy difference between the levels, the population of the higher energy state increases as the radiation is absorbed. The equilibrium population distribution is re-established by spin lattice relaxation processes whereby the energy previously absorbed is shared with either the surrounding, which is called the spin lattice relaxation, or with the other nuclei, that is the spin-spin relaxation. Spin lattice relaxation processes are often, often very quick in liquid samples than in solid samples because of the greater molecular mobility in the liquid phase. Most solutions have relaxation times in the range of 10 to the power 2 to 10 to the power minus 4 uh, seconds. The majority of proton and carbon-13 nuclei taking a fraction of a second, whereas solid sample can take several minutes. Relaxation processes can be speeded up by the presence of a paramagnetic material. For example, molecular oxygen or chromium-3 or 2,4-pentane-dionate, like that is your acetyl acetonate, is possible. In the analysis of an organic compound, it is the proton NMR spectrum that is usually most useful because hydrogen atoms are present in such large numbers bonded in variety of environments. However, for the theory presented so far, one would expect that all the hydrogen atoms would resonate at the same frequency, that is at 100 MHz in a 2.35 Tesla instrument. When a molecule is placed in a magnetic field, the electrons surrounding the nuclei behave like a perfectly conducting shells and weak electronic currents are induced in them. The currents flow in such a way as to produce a magnetic field which opposes the applied field. The nuclei at the center, however, experiences a fractionally smaller field than the applied magnetic field. Because the electron distribution around the chemically different hydrogen atoms in a molecule are not same, the induced field vary slightly. Consequently, the nuclei experience different magnetic fields in the same external field. The effect is, however, very small. For hydrogen atoms, it is only few parts per million. Fortunately, the line widths are very small and it is still possible to measure these so-called chemical shifts. The different environments of the protons in ethanol can be also seen in a resolution spectrum of enema. There are two variables that can be altered when you are recording an enema spectrum. The magnetic field can be kept constant and the range of radio frequencies scanned or the radio frequency can be kept constant and the magnetic field scanned. A few simple instruments scan the magnetic field. A radio frequency detector is set at the right angles to the radio frequency transmitter, inducing resonance. And a recorder charts the absorption of energy as a function to the applied field of frequency. However, more advanced Fourier transform NMR machines are most common types of spectrometers that we see today. 
The NMR spectrum of ethanol is taken as an example shows that the absorption of energy is displayed against neither the magnetic field nor frequency. Indeed, it is on a scale that increases from left to right. Peaks on this scale delta have the same value no matter what the magnetic field or frequency range of the instrument used because the chemical shift is induced by the applied field and is proportional to it. Values on the scale can be derived from measurements in either Hertz or Tesla. Hertz in case of frequency, Tesla in case of magnetic fields and are always measured relative to a standard that gives a reference peak at one end of the scale. The reference material that is used is tetramethyl silane. So delta can be calculated. Delta represents your chemical shift can be calculated by getting the value of TMS subtracting by the value from the sample and the entire factor divided by the value of the TMS and if you want it in terms of ppm multiply that factor by 10 to the power 6 where b stands for your magnetic field strength at resonance and the radio frequency at resonance resonances are always expressed in terms of chemical shifts that is in parts per million so that the results are reproducible no matter what machine the spectrals are run on and no matter what applied field strength is used, machines are available that run at different magnetic field strength. By definition, delta value of TMS is zero. So the reference standard or the internal standard TMS delta value is zero. Most organic proton resonances are then on a scale of zero to 10 on a lower field or a higher frequency side of zero. The relationship between field frequency and shielding should be known to us. Tetramethylsilane is used as an internal standard for a number of reasons. The couple of features are it is non-toxic, it is inert, it gives a signal that resonates well away from almost all organic hydrogen resonances because the protons are so well shielded and they do not interfere with the spectrum. Because there are 12 protons in a TMS having the same environment, they will all resonate at the same frequency, giving a very sharp single peak, which is intense and can be easily recognized. The boiling point of TMS is fairly low, hence it can be boiled off from the sample if required and the sample remains in a non-destructive manner. That's all for today, talking about the NMR spectroscopy. Thank you. application of proton NMR spectroscopy in medicine today is a technique called as MRI that is the magnetic resonance imaging. Just as NMR is viewed as a sort of image of a molecule, MRI is the image of the section of the human body. The brightness of the various regions of an image is related to the two factors. The first factor uh, the number of protons in the tissue at a particular place and secondly the relaxation times of the protons. The rate at which the hydrogen which has been induced to undergo an alpha-beta spin flip relaxes back to the alpha state is not constant but depends upon the environment. In the body the hydrogens of water attached to the surface of biological molecules relax faster than those in the free fluid. Moreover, there are differences, though minor differences, depending on the nature of the tissue or the structure to which the water is bound. 
As an example, water in most cancerous tumors has a shorter relaxation time than in healthy cells. Such differences are used to image the organs of the human body by MRI. Thus, brain tumors is easily detected by an MRI scan. An MRI instrument is especially useful for visualizing the soft tissues. Considering that the calcium present in the bones are NMR inactive, it is very easy to scan MRIs in any plane to observe these tissues. In 2002, 60 million MRI procedures were performed. The 2003 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine was awarded to chemists Paul Lauterbur and physicist Sir Peter Mansfield for their contributions in developing MRI. Living tissues contain protons, especially H atoms in water molecule, that is H2O, which is in different concentrations and environments. When irradiated with radio frequency energy, these protons are excited to the higher energy spin states, that is the beta state. They fall back to the lower energy spin state, that is the alpha state. Data are analyzed by a computer that generates a plot that describes the tissues of different proton densities. MRIs can be recorded in any plane. Hence, we can see the scans as stated that the calciums present in the bones are NMR inactive, making it very easy to see the soft tissues that are underneath. The question arises that how does an MRI work? How many bar magnets would you need for an MRI scanner? An MRI scanner strength usually is of 3 Tesla. Considering the bar magnet strength is of 0.005 Tesla, you will actually need around 200 strong bar magnets to act in that particular 3 Tesla MRI scanner. Overall, you are seeing with magnetism. An MRI scanner uses magnetism to see the positions of the hydrogen atoms in the water molecule inside the body. This allows it to build up an image of the internal structures and give a non-invasive diagnostic tool for the medical scientists. Let us now talk about the chemical shifts observed in NMR spectrum. The basis of shielding, deshielding is observed in chemical shifts. Electrons surrounding a nucleus under the influence of a magnetic field will circulate and in doing so, they generate their own magnetic field. This is opposed to the applied field at the nucleus for a proton, let us say for a CH bond. Because the induced field opposes the applied field, electrons are said to be diamagnetic and the effect on the nucleus is called diamagnetic shielding. The circulation of the electrons of a CH bond under the influence of an external magnetic field can be felt. The electron circulation generates a small magnetic field called as the induced magnetic field shielding the proton from the external field. Because the nucleus 
shall now experience a weaker magnetic field than that applied externally it is said to be shielded the externally applied magnetic field is uniform over the entire molecule and therefore it cannot make different protons non equivalent however the magnetic field that is induced by the movement of electrons over the molecule is not uniform and this situation makes the protons to be non equivalent thus each nucleus in a different environment in the molecule under study experiences a slightly different local magnetic field due to the circulation of electrons in the neighboring bonds for example those in the sigma bonds and to through space effects the hydrogen nuclei near these magnetic fields induced by the molecule may be more highly shielded or deshielded and they experience an effective magnetic field that is either less or greater than that applied externally that is due to the induced field either opposing or reinforcing the external magnetic field the shielded nuclei will need the application of a stronger external magnetic field before the spin of these hydrogen nuclei flip and appears as a signal in an nmr spectrum since the effective magnetic field at the shielded proton is always weaker than that of the external field therefore the applied field must be much stronger before resonance is observed let us say at a 60 megahertz for example a naked and an unshielded proton absorbs at 14092 gauss if say a proton is shielded by 0.3 gauss the effective field of the proton would be 14091.7 gauss thus the external field must be increased by around 0.3 gauss to bring this particular proton into resonance the reverse effect is deshielding in short each nucleus for example a proton in this case in a different environment requires a slightly different applied magnetic field strength for resonance and signals to occur in different regions of a typical nmr spectrum effects which cause shifts to lower field are called downfield and are called deshielding while the opposite effect that is upfield shift is called shielding these changes are termed as chemical shifts in nmr since these shifts results from the circulation of electrons in chemical bonds as we had already discussed that we take an internal standard or a reference standard that is of tetramethyl silane the distance is calculated from this reference which is always considered as zero by default and from there the chemical shifts are observed for different protons present in any given environment in a pmr spectrum when the coupling of the nucleus results in a first order multiplet the position from the midpoint of the multiplet relative to that of the reference compound that is tms is your chemical shift one can determine chemical shift either as a delta scale or a tau scale for the multiplet which results from more coupled spin spin interaction the chemical shift cannot be determined merely this way there are several mathematical methods that are used today to calculate the chemical shift positions a higher density of electron shields the nucleus and causes resonance to occur at a very high field 
when i say very high field means lower chemical shift values while a low electron density causes resonance to occur at low field that means high chemical shift values